normally we might we might joke we might say we've got to get this episode going because there's a curfew, but there actually is a curfew. It's, it's weird in Baltimore it's City right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. If anyone's been watching the news, they know why. We're not going to get into that stuff. I don't guess. <laughs> um, that's a whole different show. Yeah. Uh, but but we, we yeah, Ronald. Ronald make lives, sure Ronald yes. gets home. Yes. Mm. We don't want Ronald getting arrested. In the heart excited, of the craziness. Anything yes. like that. Yeah. So. But you're with us. You had a you had a bit of a a, a, a close call the other night. Yes, you, you witnessed some of the craziness up uh, yeah, firsthand. Looting was going on on my street. Uh, I I was telling John that there weren't there were there was a night where the only person I saw, the only face that I saw, was my neighbors and a couple of neighbors down the street. The rest of the people had hoodies, right, like masks, masks, bandanas, on, yeah. bricks, bats, knives. You name it, I saw it. Uh, a bunch of looting going on on my street, so I had to make the uh, decision to leave. Mm-hmm. And then a couple blocks. I also, I don't know if I told you guys this. A couple blocks from my house. Um, I don't know if you heard about the the senior citizen home that was being built. Yeah, that's right near my house too. That's like two blocks over. Wow. Yeah. So like I was, the fire was huge, and I I didn't know what was going on because from where I was, the angle because I'm at kind of like the bottom of the hill. I couldn't see. But as I tried to go to Towson, I see this sort of lining in the sky and, and flames, and yeah. uh, it's like a five-block radius. It's, it's pretty it's nuts, man. Pretty crazy. Um, I can only hope that it gets resolved soon because it's affecting everything and everybody. And you know, So the curfew's in effect for seven days? Is that what I heard? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have to be in... In the house by 10, or I, there's a chance I might get pulled over, possibly arrested. Arrested for misdemeanors. They've been charging people. Holy shit. They, were, yeah. they charged 35 people last night. Yeah. Oh, 35. I didn't, I'd heard a lower number, but I guess. Yeah, 35 is what I heard. That's crazy. The, I got CNN. lucky. I was I was flouting the curfew because uh, we went to go see a preview mm. of a film that we'll talk about in a minute here. Um, and I stayed after and went to a late, late show. <laughs> well, not late, late, but I went to a, like a 1040 showing mm. of, uh, of Ex Machina. And um, I was plotting my my route coming back into the city, realizing if I came down 695 and came out down Towson Way, like that my most vulnerable point was right. crossing Northern. Oh yeah, because yeah. that's where you're kind of going from the county to the city, pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, well, if they are being assholes and they're hanging out trying to make examples, you know, mm-hmm. sure. and if they're trying to prove, well, we're not just doing it in the low income areas; we're punishing everyone everywhere. Mm-hmm. That that would be a spot to hang out. Would be it's on funny Northern. You should say that because I think. That- <laughs> But as I went by and I, and I didn't see anybody and I saw lots of cars on the road, I was like, you know, they're really probably focusing their energies on the areas of town where there was, where yeah, there yeah. were protests and where there was Absolutely. all the rioting, which again is a little bit part of the problem that we already ha- I mean, the over-policing mm-hmm. of these areas is definitely a factor in what's going on in these areas. Oh, yeah. So anyway, well, let's not, let's definitely not. <laughs> so about that not getting into yeah, it. Yeah, I know. We, but hey, let, I, we're not going to get into that. So let's get into that. Um, but uh, people don't come to us for the politics. They come to this to find out that my name is John. My name is Ron. And no. my name does not rhyme with either word. It's Steve. It's Steve. It's like the, it's the wild card. Uh, you're Stevon. Wild card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So welcome to the Movie Schmovie. This is episode... 131. Yes. It's a, same as it is. Backwards. What do they call those, Ronald? Onomatopoeia? Nope. Palindromes. Shit. Nice try, though. Yeah. You look confident as <laughs> yeah. you the answer. Shit. I almost believe you. What, what is that? Onomatopoeia is, that the onomatopoeia one where, is a the word, word that like suggests burp. burp, fart, yeah. Shit. whoops, uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Shit. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It does um, go shit. Splat. <laughs> something like that. Splat. Boy, these Ker- are gross. They're Ker- all gross. Kerplop. Yeah, kerplop. <laughs> 
kerplunk. Um, I was just looking at the dates of the last two episodes that we did. The the one uh, the Schmovie Awards and the Cinematic Idiots were recorded at the same time, and uh, the Schmovie Awards came out on March twentieth. So it's been since before March twentieth since we've Holy sat shit. here together since we've broken bread. Damn, crazy. We gotta we gotta do this. As often as humanly possible. Well, well as often as our schedules permit. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. That's the key. We had yeah. one episode in April. We're going to make up for it in May, though. We're going to give you a, a few weeks in a you row. Have no idea what's Holy coming. Shit. I know. You guys, you really aren't ready. You fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I guess you just insult them. Get it out I of like the game. Like, I, I yeah. just got a picture. I don't know why, but immediately, the way you said that, I just think of like American Pie. <laughs> the way that Stifler and his brother, the, how they say, you fuckers, you fuckers. Like, that's just, I'm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's a horrible reference, maybe, but immediately. Well, no, I that's find myself calling my friends fuckers all the time, and I always think like there's there's probably somebody that's like I don't want to, I don't want to be called a fucker. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what's, why is Walker got to be so harsh? <laughs> so nice. Maybe you should but be hanging out with those fucker. people. But all you fuckers out there listening, you know that we love you. <laughs> if you don't know that, then that's on you. Yeah. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Um, this is, however, our. This is going to be our summer preview. This is going to mm-hmm. be our. You know, we're going to go through May, June, July, and August, which. Um, are the summer months? Yes. Yeah. For those of you not aware, and we're each going to kind of just go around. We're going to pick our most anticipated movie of that month, like we do for all of our preview formats. Shite. Mm-hmm. We'll also talk about maybe some movies towards the end that maybe didn't make our picks, but also that we're interested in seeing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> what that is. I actually have one little bit, a couple of questions actually. You know what? I'm going to back up and start that statement over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually have a few things I wanted to mention before we get into the summer preview, and I'll try to make it brief. One okay. thing I just want to mention out of the gate is that um, when we last recorded, we did Cinematic Idiots, as I mentioned, and there was an editing error on my part. Uh, the episode went out with a weird glitch. When you were talking about Brick Tamaland, mm-hmm. I included a clip of Brick Tamaland from Anchorman, <laughs> uh, the famous uh, lamp scene. I love lamp scene. Mm-hmm. And the clip that I played was truncated, and I really wanted to make up for that because I try to I, I want to run a tight sounding show you know we've gotten compliments on our production value I don't like throwing a clip in that ends abruptly yeah. if you'll recall the clip if you'll recall the clip ended like this you need to sample how Ronald yeah. just said yeah. 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 yeah yeah so this is how the clip ended I love lamp I love and, and, and I wanted to just for our listeners and for you guys tonight to play the rest of the clip okay cool lamp I feel so much better. <laughs> you got that. I know it's been yeah. bothering you. Really, right? yeah, I could for sense weeks now over uh, our, our our message thread that we keep going. I've always had a feeling that like John can't. He's not okay with it. Still, mm-hmm. he's still embarrassed by it. He needs to make this right. Source attention. So that and I, th- I think I just did. Yeah, you you feel, you <laughs> look right. brighter already. You're right. smiling again. <laughs> Finally, I, I appreciate that. The other thing I wanted <clears throat> to get to, just as a sort of a general topic, because I think that it's been it's been on my mind recently with a lot of people that we talk about. Uh, on the show. There's people that we talk about in a negative way, in a critical way, and then there's people that we talk about in kind of a supportive way. Mm-hmm. And we, for instance, have at different times rooted for the likes of David O. Russell mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise and Ben Affleck. We've defended these guys. And they've all been in the news recently in kind of less than savory ways. Like a lot of stories are coming out about just how truly abusive David O. Russell is on the set. And mm-hmm. that like supposedly he was such an asshole to Amy Adams on the set of uh, American Hustle that Christian Bale, of all people, took him aside and said, stop being such an asshole. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and there, there's other stuff that he's done. But I mean, stuff he did like grabbing people by the throat and like threatening them and like Sheesh. yelling in their faces and stuff. And it makes me think... About you know artists like Woody Allen and people like that that I have, I have overlooked 
suspicions or, or icky thoughts about that person. And then uh, we all saw the documentary Going Clear about our boy Tom Krubes. Yeah. Or not a boy about Tom Krubes, but featuring Tom Krubes in a in a less than flattering light. I mean, yes. it's like it's it's like it's hard to say how much that movie definitely has been critiqued by some people as being very one sided. But I think the reason it's so one sided. Is the of is because of the stupid cloak of secrecy that yeah. the people inside the Scientology organization mm-hmm. are are committed to. So, you know, I don't know. I I just I know you're a big Tom Cruise yeah. fan, uh, Steve, and I'm sure you guys thought about that when you mm-hmm. saw that movie. How do you feel about? And I'll just to mention Ben Affleck. He also recently made the news in a negative way because those email leaks revealed that he kind of suppressed. He tried the whole... to suppress that his family uh, tree had some slave owners in it when he went on that PBS show about tracing your bloodline. Yeah, so these are all nuts. guys that we like that are like, how do we feel about the art versus the person? And, well, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that, I, okay. So I've had this discussion before with Steve, I think before and you. Um, so I was talking to a friend, who we were talking You're about. You were talking to us, and you were also talking to talking a friend. Talking to <laughs> a, another, a female friend, and uh, Brad Pitt came up. Bradley Pitt. He just walked up. <laughs> and so we're talking about how great he is as an actor, right. and then the subject of Jennifer Aniston right, right, comes right, up right. a lot with right. female viewers. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it bothers me a bit that people can't separate themselves, their emotions about that sort of thing. This That's a fairly new thing. The whole idea that like we have so much access to people's personal lives that we can make these snap judgments about them, you yes. know, it's 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 a, as complete as it might seem to a person. It it probably isn't. Mm-hmm. It probably isn't a full you know view of who that person is. Yeah. So it's unfair. And and I have a heart. I'm okay with everything except for the abuse. When I hear about abuse, I get a little strange. I mean, like infidelity. You know, I, that's up for debate. But abuse is something that I, I, I'm not very uh, lenient about. So I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with my Tom Cruise's religious views. As long as he's not saying any minority is the worst, any religion, any sexualities, I'm all right with that. Like it's not gonna hurt my view of his movies or. It was nuts seeing them on the that. stories that you're hearing about all those people being mistreated are true, though. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is actually like aware, aware mm. and, and suppressing yeah. it. Mm. That's pretty bad. The other thing about him, though, is, and I've, I, I hate to even make this comparison because it's so strange, but I've found myself. When, remember when Tom went through his. I, we call him Tom. Yeah, we're on the show. On. We're close. Mm-hmm. Um, Thom is actually what he prefers. <laughs> That's how it's pronounced. But as, when he was jumping up on Oprah's couch and stuff, mm-hmm. in that period, I remember thinking about him in that light and thinking like, well, he's kind of one of those people like, at the time, our president, George W. Bush. (laughs) I remember thinking like, I always thought George W. Bush must live in a bubble. Like, he's got people around him. He just seemed oblivious. Whenever things would come out, it just, I didn't sense like, he did seem like maybe he was being led around. But I felt like, well, a lot of the stuff you want to criticize about him, he never addresses it's like, uh, remember the last season of The Wire when Marlo yeah. didn't know that Omar was out there talking shit about him on the street and that it was hurting his rep? And mm. then when he found out, he went, went ballistic. Mm. I almost feel like Tom Cruise or <laughs> George Bush or somebody like that would find out like how the world really perceives them. Yeah. And then would look at their handlers and be like, why were you protecting okay me this, from these yeah. headlines? Why were you... Because it's like, that's the only excuse I can make for Tom Cruise is that he's so 
positive and optimistic, and he's so you know, distracted by this lifestyle that he's living that he really is unaware and that he might be a bit of a nutball and that's kind of escalated by this lifestyle. But is there no one around him saying... It almost seems like at different times he's done very smart things in terms of his career mm-hmm. that do not speak of a person who is living in this weird <coughs> shroud or this bubble. But you still, you know what I mean? He still seems like he exists in a different world. He does. I, it, I, <clears throat> it, it seems very apparent that he lives in some some other plane of existence. Than I think do. that's the majority of these celebrities, though. I mean, yeah. I I feel like there's probably tons of things that, like somebody that is maybe either either more popular. You would know everything about, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure that there's a lot of actors and actresses out there that, you know, you don't know. I, I mean, like even um, the chick from Mad Men, like uh, Elizabeth Moss. Right. Like she's, you know, apparently very outspoken about not ever talking about being a Scientologist. And most people don't even know she is. I remember when we talked about it on our message no thread, like yeah. Ronald had no idea. I had and no I had idea. just read about it that day, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, because it just doesn't come out. So it's just like, it's just one of those things that it doesn't really affect me. I definitely watch that documentary and I just say like how what you just pretty much say like I, I agree with you like he's got to be living in some sort of bubble or under some sort of veil like that I mean not watching this movie yeah 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 I mean just like how do you not from the church that are yeah. saying to him you don't need to see that and he's like you're right like, yeah exactly it's, it's, but I mean it's it's almost like don't read your reviews which seems like good advice maybe don't watch movies that I don't know it seems like you would be curious at some point if you were that you would person. be I yeah. would be yeah but if he lives in this world that you're yeah, proposing maybe he wouldn't. You know, maybe he, a lot of these things are just like kind of handled off and just said, handed off and said, you know, tell me what to do. I I think it's. it's got, I'm sorry. I, I was gonna just like I don't I don't, don't want to get too deep into this because this is probably a whole yeah. episode. Right. But like I just feel like, and this is not making any excuse for anybody because I like Tom Cruise or Ben Affleck or whatever. I just feel like it's this typical conversation of these people are under a microscope. You know every little thing about them. Mm. These are things we know people that have strong views about a certain situation that if you publicize that to the world, they'd be extremely judged. And, you know, oh, it would be tenfold. And not that either of Ben Affleck or Tom Cruise, like what they did or said or believe in my eyes is right. You know, I'm not saying I'm judging them, you know, but at the end of the day, oh, no, we, we, well, at we, the end of the day, they are like to me, they are actors and they're yeah. on a, a medium that I watch on the screen and I leave it there and I leave. And, you know, I'm a fan, quote unquote. But I'm, I'm personally, and like you mentioned the Brad Pitt thing, you know he's one of my favorites. Like yeah, yeah, people can have opinions on that, you know. But I can also have opinion about the person that I know that's done the same thing, <laughs> yeah, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. that's just that person, and ten people know about that versus ten million. So I don't know. I and I, and then they bring that on yeah. by getting into the profession that they're in. So it's 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 self inflicted in a way, you know. You you need to expect that. Like these celebrities, you have to be ready to bear that if it comes out and people don't agree with it. But to me personally, to get to the root of the question that you first asked, it doesn't change how I feel about whether I would go see their movie. Unless, like Ronald said, it's like they're in jail because they murdered somebody. Which, no matter who in the world did that, they'd be judged the same way, or I'd hope they'd be judged the same way, you know, in a justice system or something like horrible. You know, what would affect it a little bit more, and why the Woody Allen situation can be so queasy-making, is because he makes movies about older gentlemen dating younger women sure, you know mm-hmm. sure, sure. If, if Ben Affleck made a movie about a guy who was who uh, 
about a slave owner yeah. or so, or you know what yeah, I mean yeah, about yeah, a guy yeah. who I don't know. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of like if, no, no, if, I know if, where you're if, going. If it was connected to his if identity, was, if in it was some on, way. Scre- yeah, on the it's screen, it's like when a politician comes out against homosexuality or something and then is caught in a dalliance in a bathroom. Yeah. It's like the hypocrisy is what yeah, bugs you. Exactly. With Ben Affleck, it's a very relatable form of embarrassment. Absolutely. However, it does make you look so. The cover up is so much worse than it the does. crime. No. Yeah. But you understand the impulse, especially for a guy who has been rumored for politics or whatever yeah. one day you can totally see how his impulse would yeah. be to say to his people do we have to leave that in the way, and then and then that becomes just to let me finish this thought uh, but then that becomes his publicist or somebody saying i often wonder how often it's the publicist or the agent or somebody like that again stepping in trying to keep the person in the bubble because he might have made a comment or something i just it's hard to picture him saying we've got to cut that out yeah after going on the show because the premise of the show is that you might find something yeah. like that anyway what were you saying Ronald? That reminds me of um, what happened with um, the guy from the news. Uh, Brian Williams. N- no, no, openly gay, blonde hair. Brian Older Williams. Than... No. <laughs> um, oh, no. Anderson Cooper? Anderson Cooper. When Anderson Cooper was on the show uh-huh. and he found out that his his family owned slaves, he was like, that's I'm, it's a terrible thing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, it's embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed. That was the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Like the the build up to that stuff is. It's it's yeah. It's it's it's, I mean, it's a bad decision. He's you know? white. He's white. What did he expect? Like I mean, not to be weird, but like the the chances of that being a likely thing is super high right, given right, right. the circumstances. No, totally. Yeah. I'm just saying, like bad so, decision. Horrible decision. Bad decision. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, we all. Um, it sounds it's so cliche. Like well, if we, we all make bad decisions and we all have beliefs that somebody else might question mm-hmm. or do things, you know, any of the examples that we've even talked about now, like you know, we could probably think of two people that we know personally that would fit something one of these molds. Or if all of a sudden all of our email chains were made public and searchable, you know, right. yeah. like there wouldn't be some some bridges burned. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's an excellent point. Yeah. I mean, it's just how trans how transparent is everything, and to us, yeah, we're not nobody cares about us, you know. Yeah. But it's like these people that are just like you know putting themselves out there. It's your fault. There's no there's no excuse for it at all. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's more of like a, you know, like that was really stupid, but I'm going to still go see you play Batman. You know, yeah. it's like for me personally. Right. Yeah. But I don't understand. I, I kind of feel that way too. That's why I wanted to ask those because I, I do think it has to do with the type of thing that they were accused of and how much it seems to dovetail with the art that they're making and how much of a hypocrite they seem like. Right. But you're right that there's nothing, there's nothing in enjoying a, a Ben Affleck movie or, uh, or going to see a, um, I mean, I, you know, with David O. Russell. I guess, I guess with that one, I'm a little bit closer to being turned off by it because it is such a just an awful way to be. And it's like just because it's not like, you know, molesting a kid or being racist or whatever. It's like there's so many ways to be awful, and just yeah. being rude and cruel to people is pretty bad. Yeah, and, it's pretty bad. And like, yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, it really. It, I've always thought of him as a kind of a troubled guy who makes movies about troubled people, but I'm, you know, it makes me wonder if you if you watched his movies with that in mind, like picturing him grabbing someone by the throat and threatening their job, like whether you would think, okay, is he in these movies kind of celebrating, like sh- like the Bradley Cooper character who goes off on these rants and stuff in Silver Linings Playbook, is he doing a whole movie that's constructed around like letting himself off the hook by showing, look at this guy, he's got heart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of glorifying the type of asshole that he may be. I don't know. Definitely. It, it's something I'll think about, but I'll probably continue to see his films because I'm part of the problem. <laughs> so let's get to that uh, <laughs> summer preview, guys. Yeah, sure. Well, why don't you start us off? Because I, I think I have an inkling that yes, this is, you're probably going to kick it off. And... This is what we call a marketing synergy. Yeah, my pick for May, or what would have been my pick for May, is also a movie that we all saw 
last night, and that's coming out on the day that this podcast comes out, and that would be the much-anticipated Avengers Age of Ultron, which I I know last night I was ready to to have the ooh, 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 I like this part conversation, and everybody around me was being lukewarm, and yeah. so I felt like, oh, okay, but then this morning I woke up, and I, was, I couldn't stop thinking of cool stuff and scenes I want to see again yeah. and character beats that were great. Flawed, for sure, but full of Whedon-y... Goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joss Whedon, who wrote and directed it, also wrote and directed the first Avengers film. So, yeah, a guy who handles ensembles well uh, and writes writes dialogue and banter well. And I really think that was the strongest stuff in the movie. But what what, what you, you actually have suggested that your feelings have improved since yeah. you saw it. Right? Um, but what, what, what are your thoughts on Avengers Age of Ultron? Uh, so, for a Marvel movie... it uh, So, here's, here's, my, here's my issue with Avengers. Avengers has... The first and the second, incredibly mediocre stories. To the point where, like, it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Right? But the action in it makes up for it in a way. Like, I guess that's the idea. You kind of sail these super simple, not too complicated storylines in between these really cool fighting scenes. Mm -hmm. And I'm all right with it. I mean, if it's fun enough, I really like the first one. But this one... is a lot of the same, but that's not a bad thing. I well, guess I, I wonder if there is like a saturation point this, that that everybody has reached, but doesn't mean doesn't it's not yeah. It doesn't mean that it's, you don't want to see more of it, but like, h- how are they going to up the ante and top themselves every time out? You know what I mean? Like, it's a weird thing. Like going into seeing that screening, I felt very weird about it. Like I didn't feel I was excited to see it, but I wasn't like dying to see it. This is what I was telling you. You know what I mean? Like I, I and I and I and I definitely have been a fan of most of these Marvel the, of the cinematic universe films, but. I don't know, like, I definitely wanted to see it, but it, it feels really odd to me. I tried to explain to you guys last night, and the more I thought about it today, I, d- I did enjoy the film as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun and some awesome action. See, I think I may feel the same way. I think my my overall feeling was positive, but I had the same feeling of almost like I was checking a box when I yes. was sitting down to watch yes. it. Like, there's so, it was so pre-sold, yes. and I had heard so much about... You know, the hype, and it's on Dorito bags. Uh, I remember we were at the store the other day, and Henry was looking around and at all the stuff, all the licensing, and he said, Dad, everybody's getting ready for Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> you yeah, know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the concept is, yeah, that's how they've done it. And, I, you know, there were there were laugh lines in the film that I'd, I've seen 50 times because I just have had the television on in the last couple months, you know. Yeah, so it's like there's – it's a, it, it, it is, I do think there was something kind of obligatory about – sitting down to watch it. But I was also very, very hyped to see what I knew would be an, an entertaining movie. But it was yeah. it was different. It was different from like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this Some for some you reason. You know, it's like, it's weird. Like, so my experience with these Marvel films, not being the comic guy that you two are, and all three of us are probably on different levels. Yeah. Um, but... Even as a comics guy, these were never my comics. I was never like an Avengers okay. guy. Okay, so basically through the Marvel films of, of since this this MCU started, I feel like with each release of each film, I've kind of gotten less and less interested in each character mm-hmm. because I just feel like I'm getting, I don't want to say bored, but I'm getting a little complacent in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like the storyline has been driving and I, and I like where like especially with Captain America 2 and this film and wh- where I can feel it going having not read comics and but a general understanding of where it does go. And the reason I think that like Guardians came in and just wowed me so much was because I didn't see any of those characters in any of the five movies before. It's like that new entry that yeah. to me mm-hmm. I knew nothing about. So my experience seeing this one though was a little different because 
I, I almost feel like it's just kind of like going along with the checkbox thing. It's just like, let's make sure that each character each character gets enough time. They get each get a great laugh beat. Yeah. They each get a moment of like introspection. You know, uh, what you know, whatever it is, like where they're all kind of balancing out enough. Let's also introduce some new characters. Let's also give them <laughs> some you know humanity and some emotion. But ultimately, it like a lot of it just was like I'm, I, I found myself almost waiting for the next either good laugh or the next big action scene. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. I don't feel like that's a great thing. Um, going deeper and deeper into these franchise now into these franchises, mm-hmm. you know, not just the whole kit and caboodle, but like the individual things. Cause what I was saying last night to you guys and what I was thinking about more today was the Avengers movies, especially now I feel even looking back on the first one, which I did enjoy more was I almost feel like the Avengers movies are like desserts to me. Like, mm-hmm. The sweet thing. It's it's the guilty thing, you know? Yeah. But then the standalone movies, to me, have become more of an entree. Which is Just weird to kind of go food-wise. We, mm. we were saying very nearly the opposite. I know. A- a- after uh, Iron Man 3, 3 and Thor 2. Yes. But then Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Guardians come out, and suddenly the notion of these individual movies that have their own identity becomes a lot more appealing. And then you see a movie like Avengers Age of Ultron, which again, I will still maintain has a, has a lot of greatness to it and like great scenes and great action. It feels much more like it's doing this heavy lifting of getting all the, like you said, servicing 10 characters or whatever. Like, yeah. And there's a couple of characters, like I'll just go ahead and say, Thor could have been diminished to a cameo in this film and Absolutely. the movie would not have suffered. At all. He had a few really great beats. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's like... There's no rule that says he had because there was a. It felt like about a half hour or something got cut out of a subplot with him that might have made that feel important. But he goes yeah. off on a side mission and finds out something that, you know, I will just say that his storyline is the most related to where they're going with the the next movie and the movie after that. Okay. I found that stuff to be the like the wedging in the stuff about the Infinity Stones, which yeah. has been a through line in these films. It that whole through line could have been dropped completely yeah. and the movie wouldn't would, would have been better yes because i would say that what you're talking about is and it's very interesting because as in, even enjoying the movie as much as i did i found myself thinking what is it about this movie that makes it feel less significant than it than it even is on True. screen That's it's it. full of action it's full of characters it's full of care like full of great moments is that you feel them moving towards some other plot point that you know they're already there's like because we've all read the headlines <laughs> that they're yeah. shooting it next month that it comes out next year yeah. we know what the next five films are as cool as it was for me the kind of baller move of marvel saying here's our slate for the next you know six years i wonder if in a strange way it kind of hurts because um we were talking about this right before you got here but that you know like star wars is always very guarded about what's going to happen and then they announce the name and then you get a little bit about it and they never say like what the next five things are going to be maybe they're going to start doing that now that they're under the disney uh, banner but it seems like even with rogue one which is coming out just a year and a half from now, they're being kind of stingy with de- with details about it. Right. I wonder if maybe that's not a smarter approach to sort of like say there'll probably be, there'll be more because don't you think if you didn't know what Civil War was going to be the the Captain America sequel that they're shooting now that this movie really leads into yeah and that yeah. after that there's going to be two more Avengers don't you think if you just knew this was the new chapter in this saga you would have been more hungry Absolutely. for the details yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. because what yeah. you're could, thinking going could, into it is uh, the, I, I can't wait to see the next one where Tony and and Captain America it. face that's off all, that's all I kept thinking about the whole movie because I knew enough about that yeah. plot eventuality is that I just was like oh is this the part where I can, I'm can i going to like feel it Yeah. and you know you could sense it it meant multiple scenes in the movie but you abs- you're absolutely right like maybe that is a good 
Maybe that's I mean, I'm a not better trying to make approach. excuses for the yeah. movie. I'm just saying I think that's something that is part of the fatigue. It's not the movies themselves. It's the hearing, no, knowing after this, like if you're tired of these movies, you're looking at it going, and there's going to be six more of these things right. that yeah. I, somehow I'm supposed to see. But if you're if you're into them, I will say as a comic book reader, not being one of those guys who goes with a specific story in mind and like they better stick to this. I don't have any of that kind of nerd yeah. rage at these movies. I do like how faithful Marvel's been to the spirit of the comics, but I think as a comics reader, there is something I'm much more accepting of this notion of there's going to be, st- like, when people are like, they're doing another one? I'm like, yeah, that's the way it is. It is a yeah. soap opera. The heroes yeah. win, they move on to another day. Every now and then somebody dies or somebody changes in some significant way, but it's basically, it's a serial, and it's sure. meant to keep going. So it's like, I would like to see them, as you mentioned, keep moving it forward and not have you feeling like these characters are running in place. Yeah, that's that's what but, I would have wanted. But, but I think that, that maybe this movie... But therefore, it's, I will. I'll make, I'll make my final. I'll make my final statement about that aspect because I, de- I feel like I'm defending it, and I'm not really yeah, trying to. Yeah. Which is that I think this movie. I think Joss Whedon was tired. And oh, if, totally. If you read the headlines, he this movie nearly killed him. Yes. Mm. I think this movie is as much about. I mean, because think about where the Avengers are in this movie. It starts off, and they're this. They've got all the technology, and they're going around the world, and they're just be, almost being wasteful with how badass they are, with just taking over every threat. I feel and. I feel like the movie picks them up, picks them up at that point, to sort of tell the story of this bloated corporate enterprise and how there's going to be problems with it. So I almost feel like Joss Whedon was because he said he had to really get into the character of Ultron. I think he was really feeling like <laughs> a certain amount of bitterness about just the effort it took to service all these characters, and he said as much that he would he might like to write a movie like this, but he wouldn't want to direct it again. I, do, I think that the the reason why the standalone ones are so much stronger is that. It's 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 literally the idea that like these characters are easier sell, and if you have a standalone movie, the the story has to be a little stronger. It has to be a lot more like appealing storyline wise, because like people aren't coming in for just Captain America. Initially, wasn't just like oh, uh, yeah. an easy sell. So the story had to be strong enough that people would invest in it. And word of mouth would kind of carry, and then it it would do well. So I don't know. I I think it's cool that the standalone, like Ant Man, second trailer made me feel like okay. Well, I, that's what I was thinking after seeing this last night. I thought now I you see the value of Ant Man because Ant Man has the potential to do to do what Guardians did and just be a self contained like yeah. you know from beginning to end like a movie that doesn't have to support all this huge machinery around it. I wasn't like just excited through the whole movie like I was yeah. for Guardians or even I remember when we saw the first Avengers yeah like I remember like just being like a like giddy like when like some of the scenes with the Hulk were happening mm-hmm. like we when we saw the screening together I remember being like super and, it, and part of it's probably it's like, it's like that was the new Hulk at that time but yeah I don't know I just it, so, it, so it, how it, do it's, they it's, it's fun it's a lot of fun I did enjoy it I just felt like it did feel like it was running in place a bit. Like now that I think more about it, it almost feels like I see all these movies as like train tracks mm-hmm. and like it's coming into like a switch or like a hub or whatever those <laughs> things are called and everything slows down just so they can be diverted back onto like each yeah. of their courses where they're going to get rolling again. And yeah. I'm more interested in that now. That's yeah. I kind of like what I came to realize last I, night. I think it's possible to, to close out a single movie in a way that doesn't feel so like I'm being manipulated to watch other movies. See, I didn't feel that. The I first this, one wasn't like that. I, I, 
I thought I thought this movie all, like I thought this movie one. ended as well, if not better, than the first one. I, actually, so? I loved the ending of this movie. I love the I, yeah. I love the setup yeah. of what's next. I love, I love oh, yeah. what Captain America's up to. I love seeing a different group of people. Yeah, well, that was my main pick. <laughs> <laughs> Slash review. Yeah. yeah. Um, who? Uh, who By the way, thank to? you for getting us into You're the screening, welcome. Steve. Oh yeah, I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like a like really yeah, appre- yeah I really 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 appreciate it, buddy. Uh, but yeah, thanks, man. So these other films will be films we have not seen. Uh-huh. Yeah, so they won't be as we're not going to be. No, I'm pretty talking sure that, about these films no. beyond just a quick chat. I'm pretty sure that my pick for May is Steve's pick. And okay. I'll just let Steve. Because well, I know well, we can tag Steve might have a lot more to say about it than uh, Mad Max. I don't have a lot more to say because you know what? Now that I'm talking about it. We had a prior discussion about franchises. Uh-huh. I don't think I've ever seen a Mad Max movie. Oh, me either. I've seen clips of it. I've seen. I have never seen. A I've seen one. clips of Road Warrior. I'm yeah, going to say this. Yeah. I've seen. On, I'm going to. You know, I've seen Beyond Thunderdome, which everyone says is the bad one. I haven't seen the other two. Yeah, oh wow. wow, that surprises well, me. Well, this is good. This is a good topic, maybe for a Holy future shit. conversation. Yeah, maybe so. No, maybe that we really should, we should all make the point of watching. Oh, I got to. I have to now. Did you see the trailer, the super trailer yeah. that oh, was yeah. like the old one yeah. and then the new one? Kind of paying oh, respect God, to it. Well, after, uh, after seeing Avengers last night, I went, I went to go see Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. The, they had a trailer for Mad Max, which I've seen, but I have not seen it on the big screen yet. Mm. And it was interesting to me thinking like, okay, that is one thing that these comic book films typically don't have. Like, I don't think Nolan's action was ever... I mean, he did some big stunts or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't know if his action scenes were always like... Not the most fun things in the world to watch. Like, they're mm-hmm. not as, always as coherent. But the Marvel movies, it's like, it is a lot of CG. And there'll be some cool stuff. But then you see that Mad Max trailer, and you see, like, the stunts and everything. Like, if somebody needs to find a way to bring that kind of immediacy and that, like, that yeah. kind of bone-crunching awesome. action to one of these superhero movies. Yeah. You know? Because the fights kind of feel weightless compared to what you see. that Because that looks insane. Mad Max Fury Road looks yeah. looks beautiful and insane God, and it's, crazy, it's and supposedly beautiful. it's one long action scene, and I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah, that, that, that in a sentence is why I picked it for my major. Yeah, mm-hmm. It truly does look non-stop. like, if the trailer is any indication, it looks like you don't take a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for that kind of a ride, it seems like that's the movie. I like most of the people involved with it. I don't really know much about George Miller because I really don't have much history with, this, with the franchise besides seeing... What Remember, about the Babe franchise? Um, uh, I have seen the Babe. Um, what about the Lorenzo's Oil franchise? Seen that. Was never haven't a franchise. Seen that. Yeah. Um, no, haven't seen that. I have seen Babe though. But. He's an interesting director. He's kind of a journeyman director. But if you look at his movies, he has typically made. He's typically had like an aesthetic idea behind a movie when he's made it. And okay. so I think the idea that he's coming back to this, it just seems like it's going to have a. It's gonna have a vision to it. You know, almost like oh, the way yeah. Gore Verbinski deals mm. with like action sequences and stuff. Before he became kind of a master of bloat, like when you saw like Mouse Hunt and then you saw Pirates, yeah. I think that George Miller has a has a similar kind of knack for, I don't know, just going to and uh, creating a world that's very specific to the film. Yeah. I have seen The Witches of Eastwick, which apparently he directed. No, <laughs> did he direct that? George Miller. All right, yeah. well there you go. Really? So I, I take it back. Obviously, yeah. I follow this man. I guess I'm confused. He, yeah, it's based on a book that that was not written by George. Miller. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just everything. Man, when that trailer came out like a while ago, that teaser, I just remember just being like, "Wait a second. This yeah. Like, one, when was this made? Because yeah. I didn't even really hear. It. Like, no one like really <laughs> right. knew a lot about this movie. And I feel like it had a just, long, troubled production. Yeah. And it was like in you know, and like, then somehow it just got together. And yeah, every every piece of marketing 
people that are involved with it. I love Tom Hardy. Yeah. Um, very anxious to see him in that I love role. filthy looking movies too. Yeah, this looks dirty uh, as looks hell. It looks super dirty yeah. and a lot of uh, blood yeah. blood on the sand just makes me cringe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these sure. action scenes where like things are exploding and guns and everything moving. It looks like it's moving the entire movie. Which and what is this thing where like people are like up on like hooks almost? Yeah. Oh god. And they're like looks... stilting over to the other cars and taking people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That looks, looks awesome. Yeah. It does. That looks amazing. Well, it just does. the thought that they are going to work out like the actual practical stunts, and I mean, I'm sure it's aided and abetted by, you know, sure. uh, you know, computerized wire removal mm-hmm. and all kinds of uh, stuff that's added into the shot. But if you're working from the fundamental basis of a stunt and something you've worked out, and you've got cars moving around, you're out in the desert, and there's real smoke, I do think that adds something that that yeah, you feel it more. Yeah, I and mean, you're right, definitely. the blood, the sand, like the actors. We're really inhaling all that sand, you know, like the, yeah, you, you, they I look don't know. filthy, man. It looks, yeah. it looks like a movie that really required a lot of like. It, it looks like it's grounded in something real. Mm-hmm. That scares me the most. Like this version of the future mm-hmm. with like dirt, lots of dirt and and <laughs> you know hills for miles and miles and miles and looters and stuff like that. It this these are the types of movies that I really love to see, and I'm. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Tom Hardy fits into that world so well that it's so there's Charlize. Charlize looks really good in this movie. Like she's I don't know, man. I'm 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 in. I mean it looks, looks really good. good. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Obviously both picked it, so it's gotta yeah. be good. Yeah, and so in fact if I were going with the most anticipated at this point, having seen Avengers, the yeah. the, the, the you know, there was no mistaking that I was excited about seeing that one, but um Mad Max Fury Road, just from the yeah, from the first little bit of footage you saw, it just looked like something different, and it does look really visceral. And yeah, well, I think we're all ready to embrace almost anything Tom Hardy does that looks good. So, uh, just a, another quick note: uh, Slow West, the Michael Fassbender western. Oh yeah, looks. I saw the trailer for that. That looks pretty. I mean, it looks like quirkier and and kind of funnier than I would have expected it to look. But mm. it's got a great cast. It's got Ben Mendelsohn in it. Um, I love Ben Mendelsohn. And he's playing, looks like he plays the bad guy in this. Weird. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't that strange? Um, and I feel like there's other recognizable faces in it as well. But uh, just looks like Michael Fassbender really kind of taking control of a movie. And uh, I think we've all, you know, he's another guy that we've we've enjoyed just based on the virtue of what a, what a good actor he is, that he can kind of make a movie interesting. Yeah. Are we going to throw, do you want to throw out the other, like, things that we're talking about for, yeah. for May? Just, just real quick, quick mentions, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I'm also really looking forward to um, Tomorrowland, only because I know nothing about it, and I've done a pretty good job of like not watching anything. Yeah. And I've made an effort for this movie to not do that. It's a Disney movie, right? Yeah. Um, I saw the poster, and that's really about it. Maybe the yeah. teaser that came out like forever ago, but... Yeah. And from what I've seen online, like it's like they really have done a great job of not saying a ton about what the movie's about. So that's just intriguing to me. And, yeah. And you know, George Clooney, I'll, I'll see it anyway. Well, it's Brad Bird... Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Great point, Brad Bird as well. And it, yeah, his knack for like visual sequences and stuff is, you know, I don't know what you thought of Ghost Protocol, but I thought it had some really good action. I like Ghost uh, Protocol. I was a fan. Yeah, yeah it was good. And uh, and just because it's horror, Portergeist. That looks good. Yeah. I mean, Evil Evil Dead remake was so fucking good. See, I don't think that Poltergeist looks that good, but I like oh, Sam Rockwell me. so much. It looks good to me that I'm willing to believe. I don't know. I want. I I just I. 
that clown, I get uh, Annabelle. I told Ronald this. <laughs> it, that, that clown has the Annabelle problem of being a little too creepy of a clown. Like, the, the clown in the first one was creepy the way that a clown doll that someone gave you might have been creepy. <laughs> this looks like an evil clown doll that the kid has before it even, before it even starts moving around. But, yeah, that, I mean, there's certain things about Poltergeist that if they just repeat them, they'll still be creepy, you know? So it's I, I don't I don't think it's necessary to remake it, but I, I'm pretty much... I'm pretty much over remakes in the sense that so many movies that you don't even think of as remakes are remakes and so yeah. many things are retellings and like it's all about when you first see a, first see a story and it doesn't take away the original yep. so as even though everything from my childhood is going through that cycle um and you can expect it to be like oh hey guess what we're going to add a lot of CGI to it yeah um I, I you know I'm I'm open to it just because it might be creepy in some spots, but I don't, I don't picture it kind of touching the hem of the of the original. But we'll see. We yeah, shall see. Looks fun. Joe Beth Williams and Craig T. Nelson. You can't beat that shit. That's yeah. true, though. Yeah. All right. So June, June. I will start. Uh, this is, a, I guess you would call it kind of a documentary. I don't know if it's a documentary in the strictest sense, but it's the movie, the follow up by Rodney Asher, the guy who did Room Two Thirty Seven, mm. which was all about different people's crazy theories about the secret meanings behind The Shining, which none of them affiliated with the film or, or none of it's verified, so it's a lot of crazy theories. <laughs> and the way that documentary was put together was just a collage of footage with the people's narration telling their story. There was never any kind of narrator coming in and commenting on the, 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 the people that were telling their stories. There was never any talking head to show you the people. It was just their audio and then found footage, right. you know, stuff that he pulled from movies and, and pop culture. And... Um, I'm to understand The Nightmare, which is this film, uh, which is about uh, sleep paralysis and night terrors. Oh, wow. And that I did, that it does a similar thing. Supposedly, you hear the voices of the people describing their experiences, and then he creates documentary footage or reenactments of what they're describing. And just from what I've read, it's supposed to be some incredibly scary imagery in the movie. Um, as someone who's experienced night terrors, th- the way that your mind try to tra- tries to translate everything from whatever you were dreaming about into the kind of waking world where like if you look in the corner and there's a dark shape it can easily become a person standing there and you might when you finally wake up realize oh it's just a dark chair with like a, a coat leaning on it but in my mind my dream self was able to look at what was really in the room and turn it into the thing that was part of my dream and also when you can't move if you've, have you ever experienced it sleep no. paralysis or, or night terrors no it's sort of like you wake up and you just can't move. And it's usually like something scared you in your dream. And now you're laying in there in your bed. And the sensation is I can't move. But it's like your mind is awake, but your body's not awake. And so you can easily turn it into a situation where you really need to run or you really want to jump up or you want to scream and you can't move. I have and sometimes I there's I have a visual that. that comes along with it. Anyway, this movie supposedly delves into that subject, again, without uh, talking to any experts or any scientists or anything, mm. just hearing people talk about their experiences with footage compiled by Rodney Asher. Uh, that is coming out on June 5th. I think it's it says it's out on the internet as well as in some theaters, so I'm hoping it's a, a an on-demand that everyone can get their hands on. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. And I would say if you are into an interesting ride, Room 237, it definitely seems to be a divisive film, but I thought it was really interesting... I don't think it overstayed its welcome. And even though you can bank on the fact that most of the people's theories were, you know, not based in anything but their own mental ramblings, Mm. it was still very interesting just to see. It was sort of suggested this idea of the kind of cult of Stanley Kubrick and and 
Um, so yeah, he did a lot with that. That very simple idea. I expect this to be an even better film just because the idea is even better. <laughs> it's it's like there's nothing scarier than what your own mind can can yeah. do to you. You know, it's petrifying. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah, the nightmare. Um. Hmm. So my pick is uh. Holy shit! All right. So my pick is the story about. Uh, the gentleman. Brian. Oh my God! You don't have it yet, do you? No, no, I have it. <laughs> You're just making no, it no. Up. I was I was trying to find gentleman out. who wakes no, up I one day. To, I was trying to find out the the director, uh, the Brian Wilson movie, uh-huh. Love and Mercy. I'm oh, pa- Paul Dano. Is that how I'm pronouncing his name? Paul Dano or Dano? Paul Dano or Paul Dano? Which which is it, Steve? Dano. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yeah. Paul Dano, John Cusack. Okay, Paul Dano, yes. John Cusack, I don't know. He looks great. Did you see the trailer? How is he an older version of Paul Dano? I don't know. Well, I guess the idea is like he gets a little bigger. <laughs> I know, but and changes. Gets It's like face-off. He gets, he gets physically taller. Surgery. He gets physically taller, physically bigger, and... Uh, it looks good though, man. It looks. I, I think I think it looks interesting, and I think Brian Wilson his story is interesting, and I think Paul Dano is interesting. I just for some reason John Cusack looks like he's like he's doing a cross eye, like he's acting. I don't know. I just don't know. I'm I'm worried about him sinking that film. But I, I'm going to tell I, you I right now, man. I think you're going to eat your words. I, I hope I I hope I do. I, I've talked to a number of people oh. who have seen it and. Like already it. okay, but and said and, that the revelation of the movie is John Cusack. But that's great. Yeah, no, I I, I hope we all I, <laughs> I mean get the experience because I, I, yes. I used to love John Cusack. Because I, I mean, he you can my, see maybe I'm basing my, my feelings no. on not being that interested in him for and, the last. And then you saw Hot Tub Time Machine, and then yeah. you're like, fuck I understand. that guy. I understand. I understand. <laughs> you want to you want to lay odds on whether anybody beats the shit out of uh, uh, Paul Dano in this film? <laughs> <laughs> Highly it's likely. In, it's he gets contract. beat up. Yeah. He gets punched square in the face. He, he looks great, though, getting yeah. beat up. Yeah, yeah he, he does. really does. He does this thing where he, like, coils back and kind of rolls. You guys want to watch Prisoners together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him getting beat up in that shower. God damn. I love that part. That was so intense. Um, it's a great yeah, movie. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. My, my pick for June is... Oh, boy. Um, it, it, no, this is pure popcorn. This is uh, just Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. I will say though, I'm a little concerned with the most recent trailer that came out because it looks more like, like Jurassic Park three and mm-hmm. like the Lost World than it does Jurassic Park, mm. which I I can expect and I think I can be okay with it as long as it doesn't get like stupid silly. I can because the trailer there's some parts in the trailer where you know some of the dialogue and some of the some of the scenes are are kind of just dumb. Yeah, I haven't and, seen any dialogue that really interests me. I will say that. I mean, it you know it would have been, it would have been like if if not for the nightmare, yeah, I, yeah, it yeah. would have been my choice too because you know I, I just think that it, it, back to our discussion of CGI before, I think there's something about it just it doesn't have that ability to make you stop and say wow like it used yeah, to, it and I think that the first Jurassic Park was so much about saying wow, stopping and you know saying oh my god what's that? There's no way they can do that now, so I think maybe it's wise for them to approach. From a different perspective, yeah. but the question is, how interesting is yeah outside of just watching dinosaurs run around and, and fight, which could be great, you know, the human characters do seem kind of thin just yeah. from what we've seen. They seem yeah. kind of caricaturish and a little larger than life. And I, I, it's the first time I have not been like completely charmed by Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, 
Um, and that's a bad sign. So I, I you know, still, well, that scene where he's like, I want to communicating it. with the velociraptors or whatever. That that scene looks kind of cool because yeah. it looks like it's not because that's the kind of thing. I mean, I love him hopping on his motorbike and running through the the jungle with a bunch of velociraptors. I wanted to say Chris Pratt, Jurassic Park, yeah, and raptors, yeah, like on the good side or just. Having that relationship that you, you would like have, that like a lion just, tamer that, has with lions, yeah. where you respect the beast, but you that yeah. just gets me. It's a, that it's, takes me to ten. Like yeah. velociraptors. Oh man, like I love them. All, all the Jurassic Park movies, favorite parts, raptors. So if that's the case, I do an amazing raptor impression. You uh, do, by the way. In the future, I'll do it. For okay, you. okay. Maybe when we. Watch I usually that. only do it when I'm on premises in yeah. the Jurassic Park part of Universal Studios yeah. as, a, as a treat to my friends. <laughs> but I might do it for you guys later. I'm excited. Like no, I was just gonna say that if if what you just said is true though, yeah. like that, but that's all very popcorn stuff. So yeah. like, isn't isn't it okay if they just if it's just sort of like oh a bunch of cool deaths and a bunch of crazy scenes and a bunch of like I'm fine with that. If, it is. As long, it is as long as the human characters aren't like intolerable. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Which is how I felt mostly about the the sequels. Yeah. Especially uh, the third one. But um, I don't know. I still I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Like you just. I, Chris Pratt, I love him. And, yeah, um, he's good. I have such a connection to Jurassic Park. I saw it when it came back out in IMAX like last year, or two mm-hmm. years ago, and even even you know with it being twenty two years old or twenty some years old, it, and you know it is dated, but watching like you just said, like I can still relate back. Like that's when I saw a movie and was like, holy shit, that looks yeah. They made they found dinosaurs. Like you know, I was yeah. only like twelve or something when it came out, and mm-hmm. it didn't. You know, it was an experience. So. There's definitely a piece of nostalgia there for me, and I'm all about it. But it still looks pretty awesome. I mean, and and where they shot it, it's gorgeous. I mean, well, they some also of the scenery looks amazing. They also were careful to utilize like animatronics yeah. where possible, and I think that's something that we've kind of lost in recent years. Oh, absolutely, is that sense of finding the best way to like, which which I like about some of the stuff they talked about the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, a lot of like practical effects. Yeah. I love the idea of trying to because that makes you guess. Mm-hmm, you know, when, when you see something like that, like you see a character or a, a, a part of an image or of a scene where you know for a fact that that was a practical effect because maybe we saw it in a production still or like mm-hmm. a behind the scenes. But then the next scene, you're like, that was that real or was that fake? Because that mm-hmm. puts me back on the line of I like to guess. You know, like I like to not be sure because yeah. now when I watch stuff like with some a lot of stuff in the Avengers or even some of the stuff maybe in this trailer – you don't. You're not like you're not wowed by it. Because, I, I, yeah. I'm not like I'm not unsure mm-hmm. of whether or not they practically created that effect or if it's all just computers. Well, no, I I think you're right. There's there's lots of things in Avengers that are like eye popping where you go, wow, that looks cool. But there's not a lot of wow, how'd they do that? You know, exactly. there's, there's there's like no wow, how'd they do that? As a matter of fact, but there's a lot of oh, that looks that pretty looks neat, amazing, yeah. or that's a neat visual, or oh wow, that's that's a cool effect. But yeah, and I think maybe Jurassic World is going to have a lot of just very sophisticated CGI beasties that are going to be fun to watch. But I mean, yeah. there's a few points in the trailer where it looks like oh, somebody gets grabbed and lifted up, and that looks like that's what I want from a Jurassic Park movie is that yeah. sense of fear that you had watching that first film of just how outmatched. You are by these creatures. I just pray that they've like kept some awesome scenes out of the trailers because they yeah. need to. Because if that's yeah. if that's the guts of the movie, I'm a little worried. But there's got to be some awesome scene with like Chris Pratt and some just being baller. Mm-hmm. You think somebody's gonna get eaten off of a toilet again? <laughs> I I'm, I hope there's not a lot. Not, I hope I, not. <laughs> the equivalent of something like that. <laughs> I don't know. What no, I hope that I hope they don't do too many of those. Like gags, like, yeah. Like, oh, let, let's repeat wink, wink, something wink. we yeah. saw before. Well, they'll probably be like that asshole character that you're like, yeah. I can't wait till he gets eaten yeah. by that dinosaur. Yeah. 
Or that, yeah, and then maybe they'll have that character turn out to be more useful or something. Because right. I do think you could, there's already in the trailer you can see lots of visual nods and echoes to the to the you know the first couple yeah. of movies. But yeah, I just haven't gotten that like right. I haven't gotten that that sense of wonder from from this at all. But sure. it does look like it could be a heck of a lot of fun. And I'm you know Henry's excited about it. He's he loves Chris Pratt. It's so funny that from Star Lord to the last season of Parks and Rec. Um, to the and the and the Lego movie is in there too. Yeah. Henry is like a Chris Pratt fan. That's awesome. It's just funny to, to like of all the things you know. Like that's how I was towards Harrison Ford when I was his age, though. I just thought he was awesome, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about you know there'll be no Star Wars isn't part of the summer preview. Well, there'll be time at some point soon to talk Plenty about all of the time. Star Wars when, when it has its moment. Um, but uh, but as far as trailers go, that would be the that would be the big daddy for me as far as getting excited for a movie that, yeah. that they have they have my dollars. Um, so moving on to July, I guess. Yeah. Oh, did we have any also rants for? Oh, for June, I've, I uh, I had um uh, a couple of indies. Uh, uh, me Earl and the, me Earl and the Dying Girl. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailer for that? that no, really I saw good. a I couple saw some friends that saw festival screens and they loved it. Um, dope. That you, awesome. I cannot wait that for dope. Awesome. I put dope on my list. And then, uh, Steve, it's weird. Sometimes I think all three of us are like, I hear that sometimes and I wonder what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like us sinking yeah. uh, in the cloud, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then I had my horror movie of the month was Insidious 3. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking Insidious. You know how much I dislike. And you know I'm like I'm gonna do all I can to take you to that to, to, to take you to see that movie. There's a Saturday Night Live documentary called Live from New York. Yeah, that looks good. Coming out in that June as well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It I looks like they got I, a lot of a lot of you know interviews with everybody. It looks yeah. like it's a very insider story. So mm. it does look good. And I want you know I always want the juicy version. I hope it's not like a puff piece, but because yeah. there's a lot of really like there's some people that love their time on that show and some people that I want to hear it. about the people that they're like fuck it. I know. I, I hate it I know. so much. Those are the most interesting it, stories. Especially if it's somebody you wouldn't expect it to be. Yeah. I would love that. Well, like Chris Rock, Sarah Silverman, people like that are pretty open about about it not <laughs> being the best ones. part of their career at yeah, all. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, well, I guess for July, I'm actually very, very torn because there's one movie that I'm actually quite excited to see. I know you are. And I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm in the bag for this film. Uh huh. But there's another film that, based on its pedigree and who's in it and who it's about, I. I've got to say, I'm very, very curious about. So we'll probably mention in my also ran the other film, but the <laughs> surprise, that, John. the surprise. I'm just saying, you guys are going to maybe be surprised because you're probably expecting okay. me to say a certain film involving an insect man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm actually really curious about the follow up to uh, the spectacular now from James Ponsolt, which is called The End of the Tour, mm-hmm. starring um, Jesse Eisenberg as a Rolling Stone reporter who goes to spend some time with David Foster Wallace. The, the author that killed himself a few years back. And they spent five days together. And um, I'm, why am I spacing on his name? What's his name? Siegel. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character? No, Siegel. Uh, Jason, Jason Siegel. Siegel. Oh, sorry. Jason Siegel is playing uh, David Foster Wallace, right. which is sort of huge. I mean, that guy is a very... If you've ever seen pictures of him, he had this shaggy hair and these kind of John Lennon glasses and like a, a, a headband on, like a sweatband that he wore all the time. And he was like... He had a background in tennis but he was this guy who wrote. I mean, he wrote *Infinite Jest*, which is right. the sort of famous phone book-sized uh, novel that people read and throw across the room and pick back up and have a hard time with. And it's written to be a difficult book. And if you if you've read it, which which I have, you kind of feel like you you. It's another box you check off, Steve. Mm-hmm. Where you go, all right, I made it to the end. I mm-hmm. happen to love that book, and I happen to love David Foster Wallace's writing and his personality. And um, he's a very interesting guy 
who died is one of those guys that I miss his perspective on, on the modern world. Like I would love to see what he would have written about the last several years. So just the notion of the, that reporter, uh, I think Lipsky is his name. Yeah. Um, who wrote, who never released any of the, the, like the interview never came out and he has held onto the tapes that he recorded during that five day, mm. uh, stint with David Foster Wallace. He has written the screenplay for this movie wow. about his experience. So it's going to have a lot of insight that you know people would like to see now. And just James Ponsolt handled the intimate, very realistic character relationship so deftly in The Spectacular Now. I don't doubt that with actors that good, Jason Segel in a dramatic turn, which, which I which I'm willing to believe is going to be good, and Jesse Eisenberg, who I love actually, you know, uh, I think he brings a certain quality to a lot of roles. There's just intelligence to what he does. I expect it to be a really interesting movie, even though I don't know what the structure of their their relationship is was, like over yeah. those five days. I know they kind of bonded, but they never spoke again. So you know, it could be a really interesting film. Mm. Mine is probably Mission Impossible. Did I say the name of the film? No. Yeah. The End of the Tour. You oh, did. shit. Yeah, End <laughs> of did. the Tour. I did. Okay. You'll hear it when you edit it. Uh, mine is Mission Impossible. Uh, explosions. That's actually the name of this one. Mission Impossible <laughs> Explosions. Explosions. Terror. TC. Count me in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the only would have been better is if you would have found a way to rhyme it. I was like, you, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man, like, I've been wanting to see fucking Tom Cruise jump away from an explosion for, like, six months now, like... And grab onto the side of a plane? <laughs> Dude, what the he's, fuck Which, apparently, he really did that. Yeah, he did. Oh, he God. did that. He did. I love it. It's crazy. <laughs> it looks crazy. You know, uh, uh If Macquarie, Scientology right? did that, I'm in. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm uh, in. what's his name? Is it Macquarie? Christopher Macquarie? Yeah. <laughs> You know, Jack Reacher had some great action in it, mm-hmm. and that was him. Those that, that was those two guys working together. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe I believe in these films as action set piece delivery systems, and I love Simon Pegg and action what he brings to it. Set piece delivery system. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of a lot of people talk shit about Ghost Protocol just because they like to make fun of the name or whatever. It sounds kind of <laughs> spooky, but you know that had two or three great action scenes in it yeah. that were just really so well good. choreographed and again Tom Cruise it wants to hang out on the outside of a building or a plane or yeah. jump in front of something I I just think uh, yeah I agree like I expect it Dude's to be got a death wish. I expect yeah, it to be a hell of a lot does. of fun to watch and it's similar to Mad Max just that you're going to get that visceral thrill of seeing actual bodies do actual crazy yeah. th- shit sure they, they do the same thing in every fucking movie they, it's like Dubai medium shot Wide, wide shot, shot. Yeah. and then they show him and they're like he's gonna fucking do something <laughs> on this building we don't know yet it's gonna happen though i get so excited about that oh man i can't wait for that god damn it, it i so love good. tom cruise cool trailer yeah i actually was thinking about picking that but just to change it up a little bit i'm gonna pick uh i'm gonna throw some love to our boy jake mm-hmm. okay mr jake gyllenhaal um he's in a movie called southpaw Oh, oh okay, my yeah. god! The I didn't know that came out in July. Yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, it's coming out in July. It's going to win a trophy. Fuqua. What? It's going on a trophy. It's going on a it's trophy. Going to win a trophy. You think? Oh, yes. Okay, we'll see. Transformation. That is one of the check boxes. Transformation for Oscar nominations. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. We'll see. I don't know. It's like it just the trailer's really good. Rich oh, McAdams so is in it. Um, Forrest Whitaker is in it. I don't know how much yeah. weight that carries anymore, but he's in it. Also, new music by Eminem is in it for the fans out there. Because Eminem um, was supposed to be that person. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Trailer's good. Jake. I love Jake. Um, we all love Jake. In we this all room. love the Jake. Um, and honestly, like, 
I'm just, I'm just, honestly, right, right off the bat, I'm just to be honest with you. Like, three years in a row, he's made at least a movie a year that I've loved mm-hmm. and loved him in. I'm hoping that this is the one this year. If there's another one, bonus. But I'm going in on it. He looks awesome. Dude got ripped. He he makes me feel hard about myself, but <laughs> I'm definitely interested in seeing this film. And you, and I like most of Antoine, Antoine Fuqua's films. Like I, I feel like a lot of his movies are entertaining. Yeah. And I'd be curious to see a little more drama, that and sports drama especially. Yeah. It makes me feel like they think it's good that it's coming out in the middle of July. That's kind of a that's that's a bet. You know well, what I mean? Well, that's a bit of counter programming, perhaps. If it's like it a, is no no a it, drama, but like no, oftentimes you're right. That means they know they've got something, whether it's a comedy or a drama or you know horror which is now kind of a staple of the summer you can tell they yeah it's just it, you know if it finds that audience um yeah i don't know it looks good yeah i'd be curious how they end up marketing it in the in the Me too. next couple of months like if they go real like urban with it yeah just because of like they got you know the rap soundtrack and like i don't know like the director most of his films have an urban skew to them but the mo- the film seems bigger than that like mm-hmm. it feel and that's why i feel like the july date if they could figure a way to market it more of like the sports drama, like oh, yeah. not not pigeonhole it, but the trailer's cool and obviously Jake, I'm, I'm I'll be there, dude. <laughs> uh, what else? July. So yeah, my, also ran for July. Of course, is Ant Man. I, I I think it looks right, like a, I think it looks like a hell of a lot of fun. I you know, there's too many people involved that I that I'm I'm interested to see in this film. I, I it still hurts that Edgar Wright is is not involved. Is not one of them. But you know, it does have a script polished by Paul Rudd and Adam McKay. And if you one thing that if you notice from that second trailer is that the the comedy beats seem extremely strong. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think they do a good job of kind of hanging a lampshade on the absurdity of the premise, while also making it look like it might be kind of cool. Oh yeah. But I mean, straight up, he's he's mind controlling ants. When they did that, I was like, okay, they you know they're not shying away from the the silly aspects of this character, which could be could be like like with Guardians, you kind of lean into the silliness. Sometimes you can find some. Oh, yeah. some gold so I'm it hoping. does look more fun but i'm still not hooked yet. you're reserved that's good I'm, but that's yeah that could yeah. be a great thing yeah um i was thinking about also uh really forward to train wreck which is uh the yeah, that was comedy. down to um I'm, I'm i'm rooting for her man well i like that it's judd apatow writing a script that might actually have an arc to i mean I, yeah. i'm, I'm Maybe. not trying to like might. Pr- right might it's uh, a nice we don't know anything his, about her his... about but i mean it's like she might her show is really sharply written, so yeah, I might expect yeah. her to have an idea. Plus, the premise, the gender swap part of it, it looks funny. Like I love in the trailer when Bill Hader's calling her back and he's just yeah. being a nice guy, and she like it, she and her friend are so freaked yeah, out. Like, what by is that? His what nice is this? Yeah, that's just funny. And yeah, I, yeah she's having a moment too. So she, I, I just re- like literally in the past month, I like binged all of her mm-hmm. shows, all her seasons, and I, I really really like her a lot. It's very very it's funny stuff. Funny, yeah, yeah, and, and the show is super smart. And well, between that and Key and Peele, I would say that like. Comedy Central has some of the best sketch that's oh, of, totally. of in years on right yeah, now. You definitely. know, no, yeah, so good. And I also horror one horror per month, and this mm-hmm. is the Gallows. Oh yeah, so I threw that in there. Do you, what, the what's the premise of that? No idea. Okay, because the trailer is extremely mysterious, but but I, I I saw I saw like a quick um somebody it has to do with like a school play, mm-hmm. like some sort of um. Like one of those kind of storylines where like something bad happens in the in in the past and they're doing the play again, uh, you know, and something just come back. Because yeah, the, in the trailer, the guy who kind of when he kind of appears from the darkness. Yeah. Um, I saw that trailer several times in the theater over the last couple of weeks, and every time I, I it got me like there was something about it that made me go, you know, it yeah. made me shiver. It's good. It's a good teaser. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's another one I have for July. So what do you got for August? August, boy, August was tough. 
so hard. I had two. Yeah. Movie, I have two movies written down that I'm not even that interested in seeing. Me too. I, I have three, but I only have two, and then a third that is just my horror for the month. I'm just gonna go ahead and start off then, since it's a very comic booky summer. I'm. I, I thought the last trailer for Fantastic Four looked pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan look like they are. The chemistry is strong. I think Red Reg Cathy is the name of that uh, older actor who plays uh, Sue Storm's oh, yeah. uh, adopted father and Johnny Storm's father. Um, barbecue Man from Barbecue Man from House of Cards. <laughs> also, he was on The Wire. Yeah, I mean, I just it just looks. Good. It's like the last trailer they they put in all the spark that was missing from the first trailer, and they also showed a little bit more of the powers of the different characters in action, and you know, I, kind of like. Similar to James Ponsolt going into the end of the tour, Miles Teller is just an actor that I think brings a certain quality to a role that I'm I'm on board for uh, at this point. Him him doing this kind of material, it it this this trailer looks like it's got some fun, and I think that that that's the first time this movie looked like it had anything really fun to offer. Mm. So I I'm, you know, and it looks like just the style of it. It almost looks like it fits in with Fox's X Men films, like yeah, the kind does. of tone and the style. And there's been some talk of them actually since they're both. Those properties are at the same studio. There's been some talk of them being able to merge, and I don't know. I don't want to see everything being a shared universe, but the Fantastic Four, the way they are doing this new movie, it seems like it deals with alternate universes mm. and going through dimensional portals and stuff. And I've always found that to be really, really fun material, really fun ideas. So, um, yeah, Fantastic Four, and it, Josh Trank is the mm-hmm. director, right? He's the guy that did Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah. And there's been a lot of awful news from the set of this film and it was suspicious that it had not released any official images until very recently Um, but it looks like now I mean now it looks like a real movie with with real effects and they made a real movie yeah right so so I don't know (laughs) optimistic would be a strong word but uh, I'm very curious um straight out of Compton a crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube (laughs) that's why I can't wait for that movie that's my pick also I, I love that that story is Ice Cube is helping with the story. His son his is his son, yeah. Yeah, his yeah. son is actually playing him. So right. like it's it's like all this stuff that kind of leads me to believe that this might be and it's so timely because of everything that's happening now. Man. It's weird that it, it these is. movies keep coming out at these these weird times, but um uh it looks like a really good movie. So Awesome trailer. Awesome trailer. I'm sure they'll have more cut and release, but um pretty cool cast i mean beyond beyond the the central characters like paul giamatti's in it which you know it's always a good thing i like I paul think. giamatti I, I love paul giamatti yeah i love that he seems to just do whatever the fuck he wants he to does. do that's why i love him man yeah. don't yeah just like keep him guessing you know? john dies at the end was when i realized that like he he'll just he'll commit to anything and be really good at it he's so good at that and movie. he goes for like crazy fucking characters too, like he jerry does. jerry heller like their manager yeah and mm-hmm. I just remember reading shit about him forever ago when all that was going down, like when they were blowing up and just, he was one of those like record industry guys. I remember always reading or hearing about just being like such a huge quote unquote character Yeah, and very um, different, especially with what NWA went through. And I don't know. It just looks, I don't know, man. Good trailer. Yeah. I feel like I keep saying good trailer, but I mean, it's kind of early still for some of these movies coming out in August. So I'm sure more will come out, but I think a lot of people were surprised with how good that movie looks. Yeah, I don't know why, because it, like you just said, it's an amazing story. It's a cool story. And I would cool love story. to find, and I don't even know the whole story, so I would, I'm very curious to find out even more about it. Um, this, is a rant, this is a miscellaneous. I found out something really yeah. interesting. You know Luke 
from uh, Two Live Crew. Yeah. You know that he created the parental advisory sticker? No. Yeah. I didn't know that he created it. Well, he was the reason they. Yeah, created he designed it. He designed it. Oh, he actually himself. designed it. Yeah, oh, wow. Oh, was, oh, right, because he had to put it on the. He had yeah, to yeah. put it on stuff when he was selling it in Miami. And yeah, I remember when Two Life Crew. I was actually working at a record store mm. when they pulled copies and reissued it with. There was like a parental sticker version, yeah. and I feel like there was. That's when you would get like the dirty and the clean version of some yeah. stuff that would come out. You know, that's crazy. I yeah, that. I was watching an interview with him. He's like, "Yeah, because I created." I was like, "What the." Yeah, fuck that's <laughs> nuts. Anyway, yeah, that's my pick for August. Only other thing I had down for August, I, I just saw the trailer and it it I found me in a weak moment or something. But Masterminds, the the oh, Jared yeah. Hess movie that's got Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Wiig yeah. in it, it just made me chuckle. I mean, it looks like standard dumb comedy with those types of bumbling idiot characters, and I would not imagine I would make it out to the theater to see that. But I could definitely see that being a a, a wait for it type I, of film. I had, I had the uh, the Man from Uncle. Mm-hmm. That does, that I, which I know nothing about. But I love Guy Ritchie, I, man, I'm just so kind of interested in it. I'm on board. And then my horror for August is Sinister 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not that I think that it looks good, but I just have yeah. to see a horror. Better yeah. than Insidious as a pick. We'll see. Insidious. We'll, see. we'll be right there with you, Steve. Watch <laughs> those horror films. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap this episode up and then yeah, we get through get... a second episode before you go home. Yeah, yeah. So we got to get Ronald on the road. We don't want him arrested. We don't mm-hmm. want you charged with any misdemeanors. By a military man with a large machine gun. The only misdemeanor I want to see you tried for is the misdemeanor of showing up for a list show without a list <laughs> already written. <laughs> I had that pick. I just wanted to see what director that was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did, I did. <laughs> All right, well, guys, thanks for listening. Episode 131 is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't tell if we're excited about the summer or not. I almost feel like there's a I'll lot be, of... I'll be honest, I'm not. I'm I, not really, but I'm... It's all front-loaded for me. Like, yeah. it's very May, early June-ish for me. And I had, like, right when you made the comment about August, it was mm-hmm. like, let's see how awkward this is. Because yeah. it's like yeah. the dumping ground, yeah. for it seems. But, but I don't know. Like, I'm, when I'm more into, like, the like fall was, and winter. This like, summer seemed yeah, like it was so. going to be, when we were talking about the summer of 2015, I know. that was before they moved Batman, Batman versus Superman out. I don't know. And Around that time, we thought Star Wars might be coming in May. And so, we thought the world was going to blow up because yeah. all the oh, and the Terminator comes out this summer that we didn't even talk about yeah, right. the new Terminator yeah. movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. Is it? It's just so funny it's, that like it just fell off all of our radars. Yeah, and it's I thought that was in September. No, no, it's a summer movie. Well, there's a lot of big movies like that coming out that sound big, but I don't. I wonder if we just have bigness fatigue or something. I wonder. I don't know. I think we. That sounds, it could be. Yeah, we're fatigued we by bigness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll leave you with that. <laughs> uh, check out the iTunes rated star. We also now have a new domain. Yeah. So if you go to moviesmovie.com, Woo! it will. Still taking to our website. I think that's what's been holding us back this whole time. I think once we yeah. get this all figured out and make that the primary site, it's going to mm-hmm. just like take off. We won't yeah. be able to control it. Um, we'll but it. feel free to hit us up there. Check out some of the uh, streams that we host on the site there. Or download it in iTunes, as always. Mm-hmm. But uh, leave some reviews, start. And that's really that's really all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be back next week with, uh, with just a little bit of a catch-up of some mm-hmm. films we've seen Just recently. a little side of catch-up. Yeah. Just in case you want to dip it a little bit. Yeah, a little ramekin. There you go. A little ramekin. Uh, but as always, guys, you've you made our day. Made us <laughs> Bye. Yo, Dre, I got something to say. Fuck the police.